There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo. This is us. Hello, everybody. Uh, I think this might be our last one for a couple of weeks. Take the Easter yeah, off. Yeah, I think, I think so. It's busy, isn't it? You know, we all kids and work. I know, and but it's so funny because we always end up recording these at like 10 o'clock at night. This is Sunday, by the way, and it's the 2nd of April. So I can't do any April Fool's jokes. No, we've done that. So what was the best April Fool's you saw? I saw the Soho House one. Oh my God, that um, was so funny. Th- that said um, Soho House has been sold to the Hilton. That was group. so, it looked so believable. And they had um, Nick Jones stood next to the CEO of yeah. the Hilton group. Yes. And it just looked up totally. And I thought, I cannot believe he's done that. Mm. And then I looked at the things and everyone said, yeah, you realise it's April Fool's. So I was like, okay. Um, there, there was a really, really funny one. Mm-hmm. I might have to get Holly to come and tell it. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Holly? Hello. Hello. Put the headphones on so you can hear yourself. Okay. Because it was really... This is so funny. (laughs) And then talk quite close to the microphone. Oh, wow. Mm. This is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Everybody, this is Holly, my daughter. Um... Yeah, it just made me laugh because it's basically this company called Tala or Tala. What's their Instagram account called? We are Tala, Tala, T A L A. And what do they do? Um, And they basically make loungewear, activewear, etc. They look quite cool. Yeah. So it was founded by this woman called Grace Beverly, who is just super successful, very honest, always been quite a famous like gym girl. Yeah. Anyway, they post. Um, loads about all of this like products that they make and stuff yeah. and like <laughs> recently there's kind of been a trend for like scrunch bottom leggings so, so I'd never heard have you heard of scrunch bottoms never so, I, so explain what they do there's basically kind of like a scrunching material mm-hmm. <laughs> around where your bum crack is. This sounds so weird. So well, it like, makes it makes the material go right up your bum yeah, crack. Yeah, it's basically supposed to literally go in your, your ass crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes Essentially it look more to make peachy. your bum look bigger. Oh, okay, okay. So, so well, it stretches the material into look, the crack. Yeah. Show the pictures of the... What's it called um, again? The bum crease? I don't. I don't really know. It's called like... It's kind of like a bum scrunch. Yeah, it's called like some sort of bum scrunch. I'm trying to find. And was it just on the first of April they posted it? No, because no. obviously no, they so posted they about the bum crunch before. Is that it? They basically market these products, okay. which like kind of. I mean, it, it looks in. amazing. Like if my yeah. bum looked like that, but it would also I think be this very is uncomfortable. No, no, because it's to obviously work out in. It goes it's like right gentle material. Yeah, but you wear a thong anyway. Thongs go right up your bum. Oh yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm telling you, it looks quite good. So you get that. I get that. Anyway, that's the appeal is that it makes your bum look massive. Mm -hmm. And for April Fools, (laughs) I I saw the Instagram post and I I obviously at this point had actually forgotten that it was April 1st. Yes, I completely forgot. And they basically did a post taking the piss out of the kind of bum scrunch and made it a front scrunch. And said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> introducing Sculpt Seamless Front Scrunch. We've heard you and we agree. It's time for us to embrace the camel toe. <laughs> introducing Sculpt Seamless Front Scrunch. Everything wow. you love about our super soft, seamless Sculpt leggings created to put your camel toe on show. <laughs> and and apparently like, the designer of the... Yeah, their graphic designer. Put, the graphic designer had to put a camel toe like, onto this pair of leggings. Mm. Edit it on and oh they put a clip on their story it just made me laugh because it was like the life of a graphic designer and she's just sitting there trying to edit a camel toe scrunch onto these leggings and they and they've and they've done a close-up yeah of the close-up shot of of the camel it's worth having a look at we are tala 
It's a very it funny post. It is very post. funny. That was, one of, that was one of my favourites that I've seen all day. Actually, their equipment's Ooh, pretty nice. It's very nice. Yeah, they're, they're, all of the stuff that they make is really good. And it's one of the most like sustainable companies is out it? there in terms of gym stuff. The like, life, everything it, they make. The life of a graphic designer on April Fool's yeah. Day. Everything they make is super sustainable, though, <laughs> and pretty affordable. <laughs> but this front screen. Yeah, so they're a good, it's a good brand. It got me for a hot minute, I won't lie. Great. Yeah, very very I do funny. April Fools like it should be a day yeah. of comedy every year. Yeah, I like one. it when and we and we all forget. Do it. It's funny. Yes, we do all forget. We all yeah. forget that it's that day. Mm. Yeah. Have I've... you got anything else while you're mm-hmm. here that you could recommend? I don't know if you guys have mentioned Dirty. Oh, we're going to talk about. No, that, we're going to yeah. talk about that today. Yeah. You say it though. Me? Yeah. Well, tell me say what, what you is. like yeah. about it. Um, I've had it today. So yeah, well, they obviously, like, the company is called Dirty, and I think it's kind of like a play on, obviously, mushrooms grow from the ground, the earth. Yeah, and the dirt, yeah. Yeah. Um, tea, because you put it yeah. in hot water. Um, and you can kind of mix it in with loads of different things. I have tried the powders, because they do loads of different powders, and it's basically just, like, the actual mushrooms blended into a powder, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's 100% mushroom. Yeah, it's There's not mixed nothing with else, else okay. mixed with it, is it? 100% um, mushroom. And, like... They say you can drink it on its own, but it is just quite a strong. A murky. It tastes like mushrooms, but it's just kind of like mushroomy water. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's particularly appealing, but when you mix it with coffee, you literally can't taste it. I haven't yeah. tried it with something and like tea. I would tea. imagine a smoothie might. You, yeah, it smoothie, might disappear protein in a smoothie. shake, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Anything with like a flavor, I guess, that would kind of. Yeah. And what one have you tried? Subtle it out a bit. For like five days now, I've been having the Chaga mushroom powder, which is supposed to be like primarily for energy. Um, and I have it with my coffee in the morning and I do like, I guess for reference, like two Nespresso pods with it. And I guess like I sometimes find that when you have coffee, mm-hmm. it kind of gives you that like buzz mm-hmm. and you get a bit shaky, like you get the coffee shakes. Mm-hmm. And like it obviously gives you energy, but I feel like you tend to get that caffeine come down almost sometimes yeah but this kind of feels like it gives me so much energy as well as the coffee and then it's a softer yeah longer lasting it feels softer and longer lasting and it it feels like it carries on through the day Mm. Um, i had it this morning i've had i felt very good today but it's hard to know unless yeah. I do it continually. It's kind of one of those one? ones that's like placebo but i've been continually taking that for about five days and i do genuinely feel like it longs me out through the day and yeah. does give me like energy. I found that every workout that I've done in the mornings, I've been like so done a bit pumped more. for, yeah, which has that's been good. really good. Um, and I don't know, I get less of that kind of like caffeine buzz. It feels more just like general energy, which is great. But I also tried the reishi one, which is supposed to be the calm one. And I had it in the evening and I obviously didn't want to have that with the coffee. Yeah. Um, I guess I would almost counteract each other in a way yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I just like mix it with water to try it and that was the one that I just didn't really like the taste of. I had about half of it and then couldn't really finish it. Yeah. Um, again, like don't know if it's placebo. With, um... It was kind of the evening, but I did just feel, feel like pretty chilled out. But I don't know if that was just because it was the evening. Mm. And well, I didn't really have we, need to, we need to keep trying. Yeah. Oh, with fruit mm. tea, that's quite a good yeah. idea. I but again, I don't know. I think, I think you would need to try it out. I tried this morning. I actually doubled up. I did their cordyceps one wow. and their chaga one. Because cordyceps is supposed to be for energy, but it's kind of marketed more, I think, for Clarity. endurance. Um, oh, endurance. Mm. It's like endurance, energy. They, they mentioned loads of other things. I think they actually mentioned libido on their Instagram, Uh-oh. from what I remember. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw stuff about that. Like, I think there's... On the Instagram has a lot, um, a lot better detail on it because, on the kind of little packs that you buy, mm-hmm. they kind of list like one title as the benefit. When I think there are quite a lot of different benefits that come with the tea. So like, Chagra is listed as just for energy, but I think there's a lot of other stuff that it does as well. But like, that's its main function that you get from it. So like, Cordyceps is, I think they name it as the performance mushroom. Okay. But there's loads of other stuff that comes with it as well. Lion's Mane, really great one. Um, if you haven't listened to a recommendation for a podcast, Joe Rogan episode with, what's his name? The Mushroom Guy. Yeah, the one, yeah. I, I gave you that book. Yeah, yeah, um, you did. What's his name? Paul Stamens. Okay. So the Joe Rogan episode with Paul Stamens, honestly one of the best podcasts I've listened to. Like I laughed, I learned so much. He talks so much about 
different mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these are like functional, not like magic mushrooms. Yeah, magic magic mushrooms. mushrooms. He talks about that as well on the podcast, but he talks so much about just mushrooms in general. But like functional mushrooms, the many are functions good for that you, they do right? have. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he talks so much about lion's mane in particular. And I think he mentions um, about it being like neurogenitives. Like it's one of the only kind of natural products out there that can actually help with like, I think it's new neural brain, pathways and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, new neural pathways, yeah. stuff like that. And he talks for ages about it. It's so interesting. There's so much research into it. And he talks loads about lion's mane. Me? Mm. Oh, at uni. Mm. <laughs> I study dietetics. So. so food is your tang. Yeah, it's kind of like medicine, but more kind of like honed in on nutrition so i guess you're interested this is yeah one of my interests but would recommend his podcast because he talks loads about all of the benefits that different functional mushrooms have if anyone's really interested in it well holly that was amazing yeah yeah you've done you don't want to leave do you no i'm quite <laughs> no, no, you're here, yeah. <laughs> um but i will leave you to it i'm sure you have a lot to talk about um, holly thank you you're yeah, welcome thank you about dirty much. and i I was going to do that, so you did it yeah. very, very well I mean, indeed. if you want to carry on talking about it, go for it, because there's um, so yes. you can say. Well, what I might just say is... Well, we um, just need to say the website, it's dirty, how much it is, and all of that stuff. Di- yeah. The other thing I need to do is recommend the book that you gave me for Christmas. Oh, it is so yeah. great. They also have a documentary... Are they? ...based on the book called Fantastic Fungi, and the documentary oh. is also unbelievable, and that's got Paul Stamens in the guy I just wrote. Yes, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, okay, good. Thanks, Thanks Holly. Great, so. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, darling. Love you. All right. See you in a bit. Bye. (laughs) That was so nice. That was very nice. Yes. Um. So. Um. Dirty. It's dirtyworld.com. Dirtyworld.com. And and their Instagram is dirtyworld as well. It's D I R T E A. Now, if you subscribe, Mm -hmm. if you find one that you like and you subscribe, you save up to forty percent. It's quite a lot. So that's nearly half. Yeah. Because to buy um, a tin um, and you just put one teaspoon in each serving is between forty nine ninety nine and thirty nine ninety nine. So it is quite expensive. However, I would at the moment say that I'm really enjoying it, but mm. I am going to completely immerse myself in the dirty world. Okay. And um, I'm going to watch the documentary i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. look at the book so dirty world is the name of their instagram um they've got a shop on there and it is run by two brothers they are really interesting yes they're good good um, presenters on the they're good presenters yeah Yeah. so yes very good we'll We'll keep you posted with that because if we're i had it this morning and i felt very good all day the next mm. one I want to try is Lion's Mane. I'm going to try that for a few days. Okay. But it's good. Improve your energy, immunity, skin, focus, calm, and sleep. And not just on their Instagram, they were having it with hot chocolate, or there's a hot chocolate one somewhere. And I would have thought that's probably quite a nice that's one to take. That's probably it quite nice, before yeah. Before bed, you know. Yeah. Very good. Thank you very much, darling. Yes, exactly. The healthiest yeah. hot chocolate. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I recommended reminders on Apple. Yes, that all the was lists. So good. It was good, wasn't it? And has well, it helped? What I've done is I made a podcast list as one of my lists in reminders. I've got oh like God, five I lists. Need to do that. Yeah. So everything I put in there. And then last week when we recorded the podcast, I was like, I knew I'd made a list somewhere, but I can't remember where it is. And you didn't remember the I reminders. Didn't, I, I didn't remember the reminders. No. <laughs> She's not very good, is it? It's pretty, 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 bad. pretty bad. So I have now found it. So I've now got like eight things that I was supposed to talk about Great. last week that I didn't talk about. Good. First one, did we talk about the Paul Yates documentary? I don't think we have. I don't think we did, did we? No. So we watched the Paul Yates documentary on Channel 4. It's a two-part, two-parter, which I was fascinated by this story when I was a young lad in the 90s. I obviously loved Michael Hutchins, wanted to be, you know, Hutch the Crutch, as he was well known. He was so cool. Like, you know, like, he was like male and female all, all mixed up in one super rock star. There's he a had bit a m- bit of the um, David um, Bowie's about him. Because yeah, yeah, he, and a bit the Harry Styles about that, him. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, just a massive comfortableness in his sexuality. Mm. There's a bit in Bono's book where he says he, Bono feels ashamed to be a rock star in the presence of Michael Hutchins. Because mm. you know, he was that. You know, I told you I, was, I sang with him in Australia. Yeah, you did, I know. Yeah. When I was 18. And your mum said she was in a car with him. No, we gave him a lift home. Well, in fact, he came back to ours and Mm -hmm. we had a hot tub. 
me and him yeah. together. No sex, no yeah. nothing, nothing fancy pants. But we had a we had a hot tub together, had a bit of a laugh. We were in a band together mm-hmm. of people who got together who yeah. were in other bands. Mm-hmm. And then when they weren't doing anything, they got together they got in a together. band. I lied, said I was a singer. Uh-huh. And sang, sang with this guy, Phil Sobrano, and his band. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, come and sing with us. We're mm-hmm. doing a couple of gigs. So I did a couple of gigs with him. And Mike Hutchins was there. Never heard of him before. Their in excess no, no. hadn't hit the Oh, they UK. hadn't hit the big time, so okay. And then later, mm-hmm. down the line, I was dating a drummer in a band mm. um, called Public Image Limited. And they were supporting in excess. Wow. Um, so mm. I met up with them again yeah. in New York. Well, I was um, kind of slightly obsessed he, he was, with him. Yeah, he, he was, was just so cool. I, I've got to say, like, he wasn't, t- to me, he's mm. not the kind of guy that I fancied, mm-hmm. but I could see his enigmatic, mm-hmm. like, absolute magnetism. Mm. There was something about him that you just, you'd watch him and just go, wow. Like yeah. when he was on stage, yeah, yeah. That he, there was nothing... Mm. No one to compare to him. Yes, like he, he was, was completely superb. unique. So obviously he went out with Callie Minogue, he went out with Helena Christensen, and then there was a very famous On the Bed with Paul Yates on The Big Breakfast. Mm. And I remember watching it live, you know, at mm. that time, because that show went out live. And I remember thinking, oh, Michael Hutchins on The Big Breakfast, great, I'll watch it. And then Paul's got his legs wrapped round him, you know. And then I believe literally that day they slept together. And I think he was still with Helena Christensen then. She was obviously with Bob Geldof and then... Their lives and just kind was, of turned it inside was in the out. Day really, when the press, mm. if you went for hanky panks with somebody yeah. in a hotel, like the press would know about it. In yes, two and they seconds. did. And then I think mm. Michael Hutchins left the hotel and punched a photographer and ended mm. up in court and all sorts of stuff. And then the press went mad for them. Mm. I mean, the do- documentary is about Paul Yates, which I think is very interesting considering you're a female TV presenter and mm. she, you could argue, opened the door for a lot of Listen, that stuff. Yeah, I, I, um, I have to say mm. that. A bit, do you remember when we talked about mm. Paula, Bob and Michael, Michael yeah. the book? Mm-hmm. I I felt really sad mm. watching it and uncomfortable because I feel like there are bits about their life that we didn't need to know. Mm. I know it's fascinating because it's gossip and it's... Mm. But for me, Paula Yates was like the shining light. Mm. And like you said, she paved the way for girls like me to go mm. and be in television. And she was that amazing mixture of half nun, half wild child, which yeah. I, I always kind of slightly consider myself mm-hmm. to be that person. And there are many other TV presenters who I love. Zoe Ball, half nun, half wild child. Yeah, yes, of course. Sarah yeah. Cox, half nun, half wild child. Yeah. You know, like people yeah, who yeah. I have to... Claudia, yeah, like yeah. lunatic yeah. and, you know, really straight. Like it's such a weird mm. dichotomy. But she was the OG. Mm. And there was something kind of gorgeously vulnerable about her but you can't be she got kind of taken apart and you know it was still quite misogynistic in those days and yeah the way that people interviewed her and stuff they would always slightly try mm. and put her down or make her out to be stupid she always had the best replies mm. she just knew exactly how to talk to rock stars mm. how to talk to politicians how to talk to terry wogan she was so clever mm-hmm. and hot yeah, no, like no. it was like the she perfect, was very cheeky, wasn't top, she? Yeah. like amazing yeah. combination. I just wanted to see something that just adored her. I didn't want to see the unraveling, and I didn't. I felt I yes, always feel it was, dirty. It was more a scandal. Mm. The the documentary. It mm. wasn't a and celebration. It, it of wasn't her a life, celebration really, of her life, yeah. and I wanted a celebration of her life. Yeah, I, I that, think from that point of view, was, and that's what I her kids quite disappointed and her ex husband. Deserved mm. because mm. she was a fantastic woman. It's a hell of a nostalgic couple of hours to spend, though, if mm. you're kind of roughly our age and you mm. were around and conscious conscious of the the 1990s. Yeah, um, because it's all it's all there, really. Mm. Um, and it was a it was an enjoyable watch, but it was it was quite sad, really. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And um, the other thing I always think about in those situations is the people left behind. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's got children mm. and they're young. Mm. And I, I, I feel like there's a responsibility to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought the talking heads, I mean, they'd obviously not got a very good collection of people to talk. I think people didn't want to. I bet they didn't, yeah. Even though I think they probably sold it as a, yeah. this is going to be a celebration. celebration. I think you probably knew, like, yeah, this isn't... it wasn't. Um, anyway, it was very good. It's on Channel 4. You can watch it on all fours. Two parts to it. Mm. Um, they're about 45 minutes each. 
Um, and I would recommend you know anyone to watch it because it was an interesting time, and mm. it also it's not just about her really. It was just about how the press were absolutely oh, fuck, they were torturous terrible. back then, and what the world was like prior not to the one internet. Second, and as people well. outside her house, mm. non stop. And I was part of that really every I, day. Around that time, I used to buy the Sun and the Mirror every day, mm. and go and eat my breakfast at the Weller Studio mm. and hope for a story about them too because mm. it was just like a soap opera being played out the whole time mm. it ended so bloody but was badly, it a soap though. opera because did they create the soap opera well the press did yeah, yeah. for sure yeah you oh. know they were manufacturing yeah, most it. of it was bullshit i'm sure um anyway that's uh my please first can we talk about jk um rowling we certainly can um we have both, well, I've finished the J.K. Rowling podcast, The Witch I'm ha- Trials. I'm, ha- I'm nearly halfway through. And there's a really good bit at the end, which is not a spoiler, by the way, where she just, where Megan Phelps Roper, mm. who, by the way, is oh, unbelievable. My God. Explain who she is. So um, I think I've probably explained this before, but she's um, she was a member of the of the family that were the head of the West, I think they're called the Westboro Baptist Church, which were in a Louis Theroux documentary called The Most Hated Family in Britain which were kind of hardline right-wing Christians who would picket funeral of dead servicemen, say they were going to hell and, you know, go to gay rallies mm. and chant that fags were all going to hell. Mm. And, um, and all, you know, all that, all that kind of pretty horrible stuff um, from various minority groups or uh, trans people or whatever. But, I mean, they were just absolutely appalling the way they treated people. And she was part of that, that family. And then I think... There's a, her, her own story is very interesting. You go and watch various TED Talks that she's done where she tells you how she became to realise that her family weren't good, essentially, or weren't doing a good thing. What's interesting about her, she had a set of beliefs that she thought were, were the right beliefs. Yeah. And then somewhere down the line, she was influenced by, I think mainly people on Twitter, that, that she learnt that she wasn't actually doing a good thing at all. But... What's interesting is that people that have attacked J.K. Rowling obviously believe they're right to such an extent that they're prepared to threaten burn her, threaten her burn life, books and burn her books that they've and all got sorts of stuff. N- yes, no that, words that she, left. She is the only evil. thing yeah. left for them to do is to burn her books. Um, so Megan Phelps Roper has has experience of being on one side of the argument, not the J.K. Rowling argument, but one side of an argument, and then the changing her mind. Other side mm. of the argument. So. She has this unique experience that, and you can feel it in the questions that she asks mm. because they're so good. Her questions are amazing. I just can't believe you. And know, she the, gets, I don't understand. I mean, obviously, J.K. Rowling in the past few years has been through mm. a storm, mm. the hatred. Yeah. And I mean, talk about being cancelled, like she really has mm. been cancelled. In and, fact, like people, everybody's scared to utter mm. her name. And, and she does say in the book, look, you know, I'm I'm a billionaire, I'm successful, you know, I'm in a very privileged position, I can afford to be safe and I can afford to, to have security and I can pay to, you know, to make sure my kids are safe. And she said all those things are true, you know. So it, it is worth hearing her out on her experience, I think, because it's quite unique. Um and she's not trying to defend herself particularly. She's just explaining what she decided to do and what happened as a result. And also, it's um, like you say, she's not playing the victim. Oh, not in the slightest. You know, she's just no. she's explaining what happened. But I don't. I I think I I've been frightened of saying the name J.K. Rowling. Yeah. I really have. I know. Um, without really knowing what she said, mm. and I'm still waiting mm. in the podcast to hear the tweets. Oh, that's I, I still, just great. I still haven't got... But what I can say about J.K. Rowling mm. is to listen to her talk and explain things is like music to yeah. my ears because she can put into words what she is going through and what she's been through very brilliantly. But right now I'm not quite sure why she's been going through that because I don't know what she said. But all I know is that I have been scared mm. to... Like Stephen Bartlett at the end of my interview said, mm-hmm. well, like J.K. Rowling, and I was like, I I just went like a startled rabbit yeah, and looked at him, about that, like, yeah. and I said, don't talk to me about that. Yeah. That yeah, is well, how fr- that's that even associating ourselves with it yeah. has become a frightening thing, and 
you know, I, I still haven't kind of made my mind up yet because I haven't heard the tweet, yeah. so I need to hear it. But mm. I was thinking, I have felt like this for a year mm. and I don't know what she said. Mm. It's Isn't an, that funny? Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. And, and you know, she said that she, she's speaking up because, you know, lots of other people are too scared to speak up or, you know, she said she's being used, essentially. One of the reasons she said, I'm doing the podcast because other women are being silenced as a result of this. Well, like, Because they're saying, mm, look what happened to J.K. Mm, Rowling. Watch yourself. Mm, Don't say that. Mm, look what happened to and her. And also, you know? if you if you express any sympathy for what J.K. Rowling's mm. going through, that you, you immediately are seen as being someone that agrees with what she's saying. Mm. You might not, but whatever <laughs> she said, yeah. this is yeah. this is horrific. She's... Before, even before she tweeted anything, her books were being burnt by the far-right questions for being a witch. Yeah. You know, writing about witchcraft and, t- you know, mm. poisoning the children of America's minds yeah. and turning them into Satanists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and her books were being burnt then before she said anything. It's it's mad, basically. It's, it is mad, what's, mad what she's been through. One, one of the questions she, she get asked is, is um, you know, why... Why have you chosen to speak to me? I think is what she says. And I, I well, tell this you, woman, I, w- I mean, all she did was she wrote to J.K. Rowling yeah. in in her house. I don't know what was in the letter, but it must have been brilliant. Yeah, she said it was the letter that convinced mm. her to speak to her. But she said, I hope people enjoy the podcast and I hope people share it. And um, I remember thinking, as soon as we get on the podcast, oh, I'd like to share this with as many people as mm. possible because everybody has to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you should. So if you can make up your and, mind. And, and, and don't ever have a judgment about J.K. Rowling or what she's done or what she said mm. Until unless you've listened to, to yeah, this I entire agree. podcast. But I, so many people were making a decision about what she said, but but getting, I've, I, I mean, again, I haven't heard the tweet, but mm. I feel like getting the wrong end of what she said. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. There's no, no question about that. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I don't. You know, when I first started listening to it, I was very worried about talking about it. Mm, well, I remember you said, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, should we talk about this? You know, shouldn't we talk about it? Should we recommend it? Are we going to get a lot of flack? And um, afterwards you think, oh, it, it's it's a no-brainer. Everybody has to everybody has to hear it. I think it's the single best podcast I've ever listened yeah, to. Yeah, better than Serial, and that's really saying something. Yeah. The one thing I think is, is a bit shameful, considering I think it is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to, I haven't heard a single media outlet talk about it well they're all terrified i would imagine not a single radio show or a tv show or a magazine i've not seen anybody recommend this and whenever i talk to anybody about it they say i don't know i've never heard of it and i think bloody hell there's nobody anywhere in the media had this debate properly like in the Mm, on on an open terrestrial channel too scared and you know i feel like it's perfect channel four territory this perfect Mm. you know like why on earth wouldn't you have this Mm. this open debate Anywhere, it's um, it's unbelievable. Um, it's called the Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. It's obviously on all I mean, the podcast really places. Good. It's absolutely brilliant. I can't mm. tell you how much I learnt about it. Mm. There's also just to point out there is a, there's a balanced argument I think throughout it, and you hear from trans people in there. And um, after that particular episode with the trans people, I had a huge amount of sympathy for them uh, and how they felt about um, the betrayal of her mm. and how how they saw her and loved her and respected her and how they felt let down by her. I totally got all of that. So don't think that I'm just kind of seeing it on a, on one-sided, um, mm. a one-sided thing. It, it's it's utterly brilliant. Um, I am enough. very grateful to you for telling me about that. Oh, well, good. Um, because mm. it's quite a lot to get through. Mm. Um, there's Seven many, hours of it, There's yeah. many episodes of it. Mm. But it's not just about J.K. Rowling. It's about mm. lots of... Other aspects of mm. American culture, British culture. Yeah, yeah, the internet. I'm just getting into Tumblr and where yeah. cancel culture started. Mm. And it's really interesting. It's historically and politically interesting. So yeah. um, I really enjoyed it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to talk about this book. I was sent it by a friend of mine ages ago and it has sat on the pile of books and I've just dived into it and it's, you know how much I love my brilliant and harrowing books. Do you remember how much I love The Apology? Yeah. It's it's quite harrowing like mm-hmm. that, but it's by this guy called Tom Mitchelson and it's a memoir of love, hate and hope and it's called Don't Ask Me About My Dad. I'm going to read you the inside page. Okay. You know, I'm always going on. I'm so fascinated mm-hmm. by people's complex relationships with their parents. And, you know, it's just been Mother's Day. And I'm always looking at people who have, like, unbelievably great relationships with their real mothers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, what is that? Mm. Like, how does that work? Anyway, Tom Mitchelson has written this book and it says on the inside fold over bit of the cover (laughs) in this hugely poignant and beautifully written memoir Tom Mitchelson explores in haunting detail the complex toxic relationship he had with his father growing up Tom saw his dad abuse his mum shout obscenities in her face brutally drag her around the house and inflict other unspeakable cruelties it went on for years the family never told a soul Tom knew his dad was a monster yet he loved him I can so He was both friend and foe, someone to fear at the same time as someone Tom felt obliged to defend. I know about that too. His father's actions taught him some deeply hurtful lessons, to be fearful of the world, to be suspicious of others and to assume that love always had to be earned. When Tom became a favourite and protégé of his comprehensive school teacher, that story too turned dark. Tom, again, never told a soul. It was only after his father's death and becoming a father himself that Tom began to comprehend his family's trauma and its enduring impact on all of them. It is brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. It's like a purging of his life, but also the complexity of going through something like that and enduring that kind of treatment from somebody who should really ultimately be protecting you and want your best, mm-hmm. want the best for you at all times. When that is under crisis and basically your other parent by their silence is in their own way complicit in mm-hmm. that torture, it's like you've got no fucking foundations, like you can't do anything, but at the same time you love this person And then they show you small kind of nuggets of, he talks about a day where his dad and he gets a day off and they go sledding Mm -hmm. and how nice it was and how he wishes every day was a holiday together. Yeah. But then, like, minutes later, he's on high alert. Mm -hmm. Um, He just describes it really, really, really well. And once again, I'm just going to, I keep recommending this Mm -hmm. website, but just in case there is anybody out there who has got a difficult parent and Tom Mitchelson if you ever get to hear this I suggest you get on there as well because it's I've I love it mm-hmm. and it's called myhorridparent.com my horrid parent on Instagram is really really good um so it it, it doesn't you don't even have to have that horrible a parent it's just mm-hmm. if you've got issues with a parent mm-hmm. there are brilliant tools and everything on there to help you get through but I do find it comforting to read books even though I, I love my dad and I had a brilliant relationship yeah. with my dad, but I had a really tricky one with my mum. And when you read other people that mm-hmm. have had a difficult relationship, you're like, oh, that's so yeah. helpful. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's really good. There you go. Um, I've got a book. Oh, get you. oh we're that, in this book. That, yeah. Did you do a bit for it as well? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I need to find your bit. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a chap called James Burst. I recommended you. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that came from you, but yeah. I didn't realise that you'd contributed as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. So what is your bit about? Um, the Masked Singer and how we recorded, during, how we carried on recording during COVID. COVID. Yeah, well, they were one of the pioneering companies 
that put in a lot of stuff in place that meant they could keep making TV programs mm. during the COVID pandemic. And I, we worked on the Mass Singer, obviously, during that. Bloody hell, they were strict, weren't they? So strict, but so worth it, right? Because yeah, of course, nobody, nobody, as I know, yes, on the production team got COVID. Yeah. And we all were character, what, character felt working, yeah. like we were kept very safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, good. And we were all able to still provide new. And even backstage, fodder. if you wandered oh. back and your mask was down, there were there were COVID People. officers yeah, yeah, there yeah. basically on you. Was like, Get back on your Christ. nose, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was brilliant. But anyway, James got in touch with me through you, which was very nice. Uh, he's written a book called The Flexible Method, and it says prepare to prosper in the next global crisis. Now, there's an old uh, political saying which I love, which is never let a good disaster go to waste, uh, and I like that a lot. Because in the middle of something tragic or bad happening, um, there is a very weird chink of light that people can find um, and walk through and find that whatever disaster it was happening for them, not necessarily a global disaster, but a personal one, is the kind of opportunity to be reborn. <laughs> well, you kick-started your dream during yes. the worst disaster we've ever known, a yeah, pandemic. And, and it was a... I was going through probably one of the most difficult times in my of life. Of your life, point, yeah, you know? yeah. I was pretty broke. Um, I was going through a divorce as well. Uh, I was trying to run two houses and um, maintain all sorts of um, stability, let's say. Yeah, for your kids. Uh, and and then I had a terrible time on the internet <laughs> during COVID and obviously all the hairdressers were shut down. Uh, you know, I was offering hair advice, which uh, a lot of people didn't seem to like. And uh, I found myself losing contracts. I'd never actually worked on the BBC ever since that. that Can you just, because it sounds a bit confusing what happened to you. So basically, I was on the one show for about 12 years and then they invited me on the show at the beginning of of the closing down hair salons and saying, can you help consumers at home look after their hair? Come on for three minutes from your kitchen, you know, and basically let people know what they can do safely. And I'd Mm. say, yeah, well, of course you can do all these different things. Actually, if you want to cut your kid's hair with some clippers or something, you know, there's lots of YouTube videos you can do that with. And then I said, no, of course, if you want to colour your hair at home, then you can because, you know, the the stuff that's in the box on the supermarket shelf is essentially the same stuff that you get in the hair salon. It's not it's not like it's miraculously different. It's the same stuff. It does the same job, you know. And, um, and you carried on to say if you've got highlights, don't do that. Yes, I carried on You know, on like only if it's things. blanket, yeah, blanket yeah. colour, like... And obviously, most hairdressers were terrified because they were going to lose their businesses. And here was me on TV telling people that they could colour their hair at home and it was the same thing, which isn't what I said, of course. I just said the products are the same, not that the result would be the same, you know. Yeah, obviously hairdressers are obviously much yes, better at you know, it because sometimes... Yes. I always thought it was hilarious that, that, that hairdressers are afraid of a box dye in a supermarket. And I always think, well, if you're afraid of the box dye, then you're either not very good or you really need to up your game a little bit, mm. you know, because hairdressers obviously offers a lot more... You know, skill and range and expertise and all the rest of it. So it was a a daft thing. But anyway, it got me pretty much uh, cancelled because they rang Ofsted and uh, I think they made something like 371 complaints, which is nearly the most complaint thing on TV at that point. Didn't your kids? My kids got all sorts of threats. horrible threats. Yeah, from various people. From hairdressers. From hairdressers, yeah. Fuck. Um, The one show got about 300 complaints. It was, you know... You got cancelled off the one show. You were never on the one show again. I've never been on the one show again, you know. I mean, absolutely. And then I thought, Christ, I've no money. And now it looks like I've lost my career. You know, uh, there were various contracts being pulled from me and everything. I was like, Jesus, I'm absolutely on my knees here. Uh, And then I thought, okay, I need to do something. You know, woke up in the morning and I thought, you know, there's millions of people all over the country that don't know what to do with their hair. Hairdressers aren't telling them. I'll tell them, you know. So I went live every day at 11 o'clock in the morning. You didn't make any money out of it? No money out of it at all. I just thought I would have some purpose and do something worthwhile with the free time I had. For the people that need you. you Yeah. So that's what I did. And I continued to get an enormous, enormous amount of abuse that went on and on and on throughout lockdown, you know. And people saying really the most hurtful, horrible things. And then ringing all my employers and telling them not to ever use me. This morning, very kindly rang me up. They said, yeah, we've had loads of people telling us not to have you on. And then they said, so are you free next Tuesday? <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm free, you know. So that was very good of them. Um, um, but anyway, it, it was a, a, an absolute crisis. Um, it was a dark time. Um, and can I just say one other thing about mm-hmm. you that I really admire? Mm-hmm. That even, and I've known you for 24 mm-hmm. years or something, mm-hmm. In your darkest times, mm-hmm. you never stay still. You 
always think, right, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I am going to call five people. Mm. I'm going to see what I can get, see what I can hustle. And then you thought like, okay, well, I'm already down. You've all kicked me and none of you you want to know me. But I think I can do something for my my clients and their friends and their Mm. friends' friends. So I'm going to help people when they need it and they really did bloody need it and mm. they came in their thousands yes they did it did it was it was amazing really and that's where my instagram account really kind of flourished from really and then obviously a year after that i raised some money and launched a business and a lot of people that i helped still email me today and say but you know bought one of your hair dryers uh, i did that really because of how much help you gave me over uh, over covid lockdown and you taught me how to color my own hair and i'm really grateful and i love your hair dryer and blah blah and i thought god you know this is absolutely amazing anyway you told james this story so he rang me up and he interviewed me about it and said I want to include the story in the in the book the book's called the flexible method uh, and it's um it says here cataclysms uh, are unpredictable but sci- uh, surviving them in the future shouldn't be and um, I thought James was was brilliant I mean he's the CEO of a company that's got nine other companies within it that all make massive Grammy um, not Grammy Emmy award-winning BAFTA award-winning programs Um, And it says here, um, whether you run a business, lead a team or have people who depend on you in today's uncertain and increasingly unstable world, you want to be ready to respond uh, effectively. Recent history has proven that unexpected crisis and the potential to turn our world upside down without warning. Things can get bad, but there's always a way through. And I am a kind of, yeah, I am um, a a, a kind of living, breathing example, I think, of of that. Ah, um, but I'd also mm. say anybody starting a business, no matter how big mm. or how small, or anybody running a business, should read this book. Yeah, because you know people are always going, oh, don't start, don't start a company now. No, like, yeah. this <laughs> yeah. But actually, if you can't start one now, then when can when you can start? You? Yeah, just you know. start. You know. But anyway, I've not had a chance to properly read it yet. I've read my bit, obviously, obviously and I've read yeah. a few other bits. Um, but it's broken down into nice little chunks, so you don't have to read it in one or two sittings, you know, there's just lots of nice little chunks, little chapters um, uh, and um, really good beneficial tips, I think. So if you're in a small business or a big business or, you know, you work in a business, um, I I think it's great and I'm looking forward to reading the rest of it. And thanks very much indeed, James, for uh, including us um, in the book. It was a very nice, you know, it was like a nice closure to the whole experience and now I could kind of let go of it and move on, you know. but I am massively tricky. proud of you. Oh, thank you, you very much. Well, likewise, of course. Yeah. You know. um, I'm going to talk about something else that Gabby recommended. It's called Fussy. Did we talk about that last week? I don't week? think, I don't think so. we did. Um, it's the next generation deodorant. Now, we <gasps> oh, were talking about this. We talked about another on, deodorant last yeah, week. As seen on Dragon's Den, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I love about Fussy is the packaging. Yeah, they've done a good job. Oh, the packaging is so nice. The colours, colours are, are not so a million nice. miles away from mine, actually. The colours are so nice. The branding is so nice. Mm. The website is so nice. It's pro planet. <laughs> it's plastic free. Compostable refills, keeping Mother Nature happy. Deliver straight to your armpits whenever you want. Mm. 24 hour protection. You smell fresh all day. Vegan, free from aluminium, parabens, all natural. It's a win 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 win. Nice. I mean, unbelievably good. And um, it comes in five different. Look, so you can choose your case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose your case. Choose your filling. Five different colours. And I'm just going to tell you how much it costs. So your case will cost you... Um, let's say I want to buy burnt orange. Choose case. Um, your case will cost you 12 quid. You can buy a scent pack. So one case plus four refills, 32 quid. Um, or one case and two refills, 20, 20 quid. That's all right. Yeah. So... I mean, then you just buy refills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I think the best thing about it is that it's good for the planet. Like, and who doesn't want to do that? I, th- I think people are essentially worried about deodorant, aren't they? With yeah, totally. And all sorts of totally. bits and pieces people are anxious about. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. Um, I'm going to rattle through a few things that uh, I've watched recently that I think are worth a watch if anybody's struggling for something to watch first flight mh370 on netflix it's just a really interesting documentary it's probably one part too long but it is the flight that just disappeared and still nobody to this day knows where it is and there's a bunch of conspiracy theories about it um and it is truly hard to know who to believe it is such a bizarre story 
but Flight MH370 on Netflix, I think, is well worth a watch. The other thing we watched the other night was the, the Miami show band Massacre. Remember the uh, thing yes. in, in Northern Ireland? Yes. So um, there's a band basically in the 70s called the Miami Show Band. Um, and th- these were like huge, like the Rolling Stones of Ireland, essentially. You know, they went around and played all these various clubs. They were sellout bands. They did cover versions and did some of their own songs. But they didn't really venture outside of Ireland. So it's not like we would have, they would have been on top of the pops in, the, in, in England or anything like that. They, they seemed to be um, con- confined to Ireland. But they were a massive band. Everybody loved them. And then there is a very famous massacre from, um, well, they're not entirely sure who, but um, it's um, it's part of the, the troubles, obviously. You know what was Ireland. interesting? Because you said, oh, let's watch this. And I was like, oh, I don't really know mm. if I want to. But you said you'll learn a lot about the whole kind mm. of political situation in Northern Ireland. And that was the interesting thing about yes. it, the politics. Well, and also, I thought, the remaining members, one in particular, yeah. who was just like, I cannot let, let this go. go. Mm. And it's so passionate that like mm. my friends died and I, I can't I don't understand why yeah. or how and I'm I'm not going to stop until I get to the bottom of it yeah because there's two very extreme groups there I think there's the Ulster, Volu- the Ulster Volunteer Force and the IRA and um, there's some conflict debate about who what happened that night but the, the documentary goes through that so I, I'm, I'm looking for a series of very good documentaries about Northern Ireland and the troubles at the moment so if anyone's got any that they really want to recommend or movies that really lay it out mm. I've seen The Wind That Shakes the Barley and I've seen um, is it Michael Collins um, I think it might be yeah um, with Liam Neeson um, and I've seen a couple of other ones I think there's one called Waiting for Dead Man's Shoes. Or what about like Belfast? That. Belfast was great, so wasn't it? So good. Oh, we've watched that. I've watched so, it twice. So, so good. I sobbed at that. I yeah, just can't. it's unbelievably good. I don't understand what, what it does mm. to me, but mm. it's a great film. But anyway, the Miami Showband Massacre, I thought, was really, really good. And then the other thing we watched was the Spencer Matthews oh, documentary. Oh, my God. Uh, Finding Michael. Uh, where I love climbs, Spencer Matthews. They climb Mount Everest to try and find him his brother. And, him he, and Vogue. Yes, they're great, I, aren't they? I, I really love them. Mm. But uh, a good friend of mine filmed it. He was the, oh, it's the DOP shot. on it. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't he? I mean, he's called Rob Taylor, and uh, he shot me for the one show many, many times, and we became really good friends. Um, but he does all the drone work. Oh, my God, and, it's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, he's just utterly fantastic. And can I just say, mm. shooting in those temperatures mm. when it's that cold is so <sighs> challenging because of fingers. Mm. And because of batteries, the batteries literally cold, cold, last a quarter of the time they mm. do normally. It's so challenging in mm. every way. Camera batteries, mic batteries, mm. drone batteries, everything is like just being drained the whole yeah. time. And of course, you have to get like, you have to wear gloves that you can feel your fingers to be able to press buttons and stuff. But it's mm. dangerous, like a second mm. out of... Anyway, it's it's stunning. It's on Sky, I think. So you'll get it on Now TV. I'm pretty sure is, is where it is. Mm. And um, yeah, he lost his brother. Uh, well, his brother was about 22, and I think he's about seven or eight years older than Spencer. Uh, and um, he got lost basically at the top of Mount Everest and died up there, but they've never retrieved his body. So they go up looking, and it's amazing how many other bodies they find <gasps> up there know. as well. So um, it's um, it's really good, and Spencer mm. is fantastic in it. He's, um, you know, he's a great host of of the show and, mm. uh, and brings a lot to it. So I think you'll really enjoy that. So that's... Um, Flight MH370, you can jot this down, folks. Miami Showband Massacre and uh, Spencer Matthews is called Finding Michael, I think. There'll be links to all of those uh, where you get this podcast um, and websites. Um, How long have we got, Michael? Oh, probably got one. You do one more and then we'll do some shout-outs. Mine's quite quick. Yeah, great. Um, I've got two um, second-hand clothing places. So obviously we're all about sustainability as much as we can and trying to um you know reuse uh whenever you can and this place is in brighton um it's called rebound and it's a secondhand clothing store you can buy and sell there um but they're called reboundstore.com online but i just looked up coats and you know they've got they've got everything they've got colors they've got all like new Mm. trench coats they some of them are some of them are kind of 95 quid. Some of them go up to £375. 
Um, you've got things like handbags, you know, posh handbags, um, but also, uh, you know, not as expensive, but newish. Um, so I can't recommend it high enough. If you live near Brighton, it's a great store to go to. If you don't live near Brighton, go. It's such a nice place. Yeah. And you can really um, have a nice day out in Brighton, go to this store, um, pick up some um, some good bargains. I'm just having a quick look to see what they've got in. I mean, things like a vintage Valentino embroidered leather belt Ooh, for nice. 75 quid. It, I know that's, that is a lot of money, but there's also like a vintage Sonia Raquel jumper, and that's 55. Um, mm. A Lacroix, Christian Lacroix um, lace top for 55 quid. And they all look like they're pristine, really good nick. So go and have a look. Very good. Uh, Emma Holder has messaged us. Oh, my God. Do you want to read God, that out? Yes. I'm so pleased, Emma, because um, she's saying she absolutely flipping loved Daisy Jones and the Six, and I'm doing something I've never done before. I've started watching it all over again. Emma, <laughs> I'm so with you. And how amazing is Riley? Like, Riley, Elvis's granddaughter, mm-hmm. is off the freaking charts good. She's an amazing singer. I've got to play you a bit. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I like the sound of I'm listening to the Chicky Rowing thing all over again with you. Yeah. It's very funny, that, isn't it, where you think, i, I got to watch it all again. There's too, there's so too much good. in it. Um, Skyhooks has just uh, said something here. Um, what is this? Celeste, Celeste Barber. Barber. You know the woman who does the yes, hilarious... I absolutely do, yeah. So it says, Well Mania Review. This wellness spoofing comedy is incredibly watchable. It says, How you, Hello, you lovely pair. You might like this one. Bin watch the whole series in two nights. Enjoy. So it looks like Celeste Barber doing a, co- a comedy. Oh, yeah. Crikey. Oh, my God. I've got to watch it. And it's a Netflix. It's on Netflix. This looks well amazing. Mania. Used to be me. Okay, great. This looks great. Um, Skyhooks. We're immensely grateful for this. It looks brilliant. Oh, my God. I love her so much. Yes, I know. I know. She's hilarious. She is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Paul Taylor met... Let me have a little word. Paul Taylor Metalwork. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we've got a bloke. A bloke <laughs> listens to us. Hello, Paul. Oh. Um, I've, got, I've got a recommendation for, uh, for Paul. Brilliant as usual. Uh, can your mum come again? Um, let's see. I've got to take a picture of that. Oh, just this week's podcast. Oh yeah, Damien Rice, crack. He was great. I've just got to take a picture oh, of that comment. Picture. So I'm going to show yeah, it to my mum. Paul, she's going to be made up. She she went into um, novice shame. She's like, oh my god, I was rubbish. Blah 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 blah. Yes. And I said, I no. You were like great. so many yeah. people loved listening to you. Yeah. And you've got a lovely voice. And she's <laughs> yeah, she got does. a very soft voice, <laughs> she does, and yeah. she explains things, and she's very passionate, passionate about things. So it was lovely having her on. We should get her on again. So, um, Paul, Paul Taylor Metalwork. This might be for you. It might not be for you. It might be a bit. Um, I might be a bit gender assumption going on here. Mm. But um, my motorbike battery wore out over over Christmas. And, Women um, ride motorbikes too. They do, yes, I know, but it's not, it's not a motorbike that I'm recommending necessarily. It's a jump start, a jump starter kit for a motorbike, for anything. Oh, really? Yeah, for a car as well. Yeah, they'll work so for a car. This is good for men and women. It's That's good very for everybody. Useful. Yeah, um, but it was it was Paul specifically that jolted my memory to talk about mm. it. So thank you. Mm. Um, and um, it's from a company called GredPro. It's a GredPro pack. I got it on Amazon. And Pip told me about these, but basically it's a huge battery pack. When I say huge, it's like the size of, um, God, like a cigar box. Yeah, like, but nobody knows what that is. No. Um, so if you can imagine a cigar box with six cigars in it, let's say. Mm-hmm. Big ones, big Cuban cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, about that big. Uh, you plug it into the wall and you charge it up and it's got a little digital LED display, display that goes up to 100. When it's at 100, it's fully charged. Yeah. Then you plug in two jumper cables into it and you attach those to the battery, Mm -hmm. attach them to the battery, press this thing called boost and it shoves all that energy into your motorbike or your car and you press the ignition key or the whatever it is, battery sorted, starts. Really? Yeah. So you don't need another car? 
You just no, you don't need another car. You don't oh, need to wow, jump props up from so another car. Good. You do it from the battery pack. <clears throat> oh, that's so yeah. good. No, I didn't think it was going to work. I was like, oh, I don't know. My battery's absolutely dead on the bike. There wasn't even a flicker of yeah. any electricity in it yeah. at all. And I thought, there's no way. Anyway, I turned it on. That's put great. the thing is, pressed boost, and then pressed the start button. And it kicked up straight away. And I reckon it used about 25% of the battery to start it. Wow. So I still had. Now, the other thing this battery pack does is charge your phone, your laptop, your iPad, whatever it is. It's got USB-C, USB outports wow. and stuff like that. So you can put power in, power out. So this now lives in the little um, boot thing in my back of my motorbike seat. That my bike but you have to keep remembering to charge it. I'd say for a, like a motorbike, which is worth thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. Fucking battery runs out within about a month on this thing if yeah, you don't drive it's it like anywhere. It's fucking ridiculous. It's very like uptight. It is uptight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, a Gred Pro Jump Start Pack. Uh, there you go. Um, and it's not just for men. Obviously, I would highly recommend anyone who owns a car or a motorbike to, to get have one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you have to recharge it? Every now and again. Uh, yes, I would have thought it'll... But I, I, it's at the flat at the moment. And whenever I look at it, it's not decharged itself, you know. Mm. And the bike's all good now at the moment. Mm. So Kate Louise, uh, uh, KLR1971, tells you how old you are, Kate. Another quickie, just found Pinky Patel on Insta and TikTok. Absolutely. I'm looking now. Fucking hilarious, it's described here. Uh, keep them coming. Keep on smiling, Kate. Thanks, Kate. Hang on. Oh, oh, she's gone into TikTok. It's the uncharted in. water. Today, um, I get this question a lot. What is the female version of douche canoe? Um, a lot of you don't know this. Apparently, um, douche canoe is universal. It is all-encompassing. What that means is a douche canoe, based off of Urban Dictionary, is... An individual who insists on causing the rest of the earth as much pain as possible. <laughs> if you don't like that definition, then maybe you should talk to Urban Dictionary and get it fixed. But douche canoes put everybody, yay, all inclusive. Okay, bye. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Very she good. is brilliant. Um, Nicola Mailing says, Hi, Davina. Given your experiences with your darling dad, I thought you'd be interested to hear about Sibstar which is a debit card specifically designed to help people living with dementia. You can read about it here. So she's put an article there from the altify.com. This is, can I just say, an amazing idea. Fintech launches UK's first debit card to help people with dementia. Wow. Sibstar's UK, so Fintech, Sibstar has launched to reduce financial vulnerability for people living with dementia, which is one of the, like, the really important thing is that people with dementia want to stay independent for as long as possible. So Sibstar is a prepaid card with functionality that can easily be turned on and off. Sibstar's own research found that 9 in 10, 89%, of those affected with dementia experience difficulties with managing money. They're currently around... 900,000 people with dementia in the UK and the number of people living with dementia in the UK will rise to 1.6 million. Wow. Yeah, that looks absolutely brilliant. What a great thing. Um, That's a really, really, really Sibstar monetizes through a 4.99 setup fee and a 4.99 a month subscription. It also donates 7.5% of his net profit to the Alzheimer's Society. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Payments issues, Sibstar debit card. That's so nice. Yeah, great. What a wonderful recommendation. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. very much indeed. You you do that last one. Um, Hi, we just watched Blue Lights on BBC. We watched it with our teenager son and our daughter and all loved it. Ooh, Blue Lights. Yeah, so... It must be I've been seeing my dad today. Oh, yeah? And he said he's just watched this and absolutely loved it. Oh, really? Although Sue, my stepmom, said, yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, wow. They were in conflict. And my dad said, well, what would you give it out of 10? And she went, 7.5. My Michael, said, I'll give it an eight. Michael, guess what? Go on. It's set in Northern Ireland. Yes. But isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Because yeah. we were just talking about that. Mm. Police service of Northern Ireland assigned to the fictional Blackthorn station in Belfast. One of the new officers, Grace, is a mum in her 40s who left her job as a social worker to join the police service. But only weeks into the job, she wonders if she's made the right decision. The focus of the series is also on fellow rookies, Annie and Tommy who themselves are struggling under the immense pressure of the job. 
Love it. Great. Sounds great. Just before we finish, I want to get this one out of the way and then we can finish off. Uh, it's just, uh, it's bugging me, but it's the Andrew Tate documentary that's on the BBC I play. Jesus, we've talked about J.K. Rowling and Andrew Tate yeah, in one... I know. Well, thing. I'm interested in balance. Mm. Um, it, it's, I, I think it's, I can't remember if it's one episode or two episodes, but my son told me to watch it. Um, and Which I think one? So, uh, Joel. Um, and I think everybody should watch it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about him, no, well, but I, I am interested as to what what young men is, find yeah. appealing because I, I can't, I'm struggling well, to see it myself. It's pretty terrible, basically, but that's why I think you should watch it because if you've got young kids, especially young boys you that are interested by Andrew it. Tate, I think you should probably watch it and you can mm. make up your own mind about what you think uh, about the game he seems to be playing with... Um, young with, men's minds. Yeah, mm. it's pretty fucking weird I would say mm. and um, and scary yeah mm. uh, and there's something deceitful uh, about the whole operation and also and brother, if we think, think that he's not um, powerful then think again because mm. I've heard that young boys oh, yeah. young young boys like mm. in year sort of eight yeah. um, are are being very influenced by it and when people go in mm. I've met somebody that goes in to do um, sex and relationships education at school mm. and they said there were kind of gangs of boys doing hand signals to each other they're all like Andrew Tate Andrew kind of Tate evangelists yeah. young young boys and the misogyny mm. that they are taught yeah but I still I'm saying all of this I don't I don't know what he's preaching, so I need to go and see it yeah, myself. Yeah, uh, that's why I recommended it, really, so mm. people can watch it. So at least if someone asks you or talks to you about Andrew Tate, at least you've seen a documentary where you can go... Okay. Is it well made? Yes, I think it's made by Vice, and the BBC have obviously acquired it, and uh, Vice have done a fantastic job. The guy's mm. gone there um, and, and, you know, immersed himself in Andrew Tate's world. He infiltrated world. his world, actually. He he didn't say that he was from Vice, did he? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, he they've invited, he's been invited in. Yeah. Oh. And then, you know, they've given the rounds. So, um, and they've not let him go in certain rooms and all the rest of it, but he's gone along to this thing called... Oh, God, the, I mean, like, what is, what is in the rooms? I don't know, but he's went along to something called the War Room, which is where men pay £5,000... fight. ...to come. Well, they come for a conference about manliness essentially and part of the deal is that Andrew Tate decides on the spare of the moment that they all have to cage fight with a professional cage fighter um, and it's a very interesting play I think on masculinity because there's a bit afterwards where he starts to ask people because not everybody decided to do it uh, and then he goes around the room and starts asking people how do you feel and the, those that didn't do it feel ashamed and embarrassed and, and sad that they want to come back and do it again those that fought obviously feel great and courageous and all sorts of stuff. But the whole thing is fucking weird and not correct. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's really, really quite sad, you know. Um, um, but I think it's worth watching because, you know, it's that whole idea is we shouldn't just watch things that we like. We should watch things that That's we don't like That's what we're like always well. banging on about. Yeah. You've got to watch things so you can make an informed decision about yeah. it. And, and uh, I... I can't really make an informed decision about Andrew Tate because I don't know anything about him. No, and I think the other thing is... I've avoided him. I've seen him being interviewed, but you're always at the the behest of the interviewer and their agenda for the interview. So Mm. I always feel like Andrew Tate's been forced to look like a misogynist because he's being asked these very specific questions about content that's been taken Mm. out of context and said. So I I thought, oh, well, this is a slightly bigger overview of of him Mm. as a person. And, you know, it's pretty clear to me that I'd fucking hate this guy if I met him. I'd hate him with every fucking bone in my body. Um, so just to wow. be clear, but um, definitely watch it. Thank you. He's my worst kind of man. Is it? <laughs> yes, like, fuck, I just hate yeah, him, you know. Yeah, And his house and everything, You go, they go to his house and it's just like, who would ever fucking live in this house? It's yeah. horrible on every yeah. level, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's just repulsive, you know. Anyway, there you go. Um, well, guys, yeah, um, I, do you know shot. what's interesting? Mm. I was so tired. Mm. I was like, poked oh up God, a bit. I'm so poked up. Yeah. I love doing this podcast. You know, I'd like to watch uh, The Damned United tonight with Chester. I've been trying to approach, asking him if he wants to watch it all day. Yes. Because I think his immediate answer will be no. But we'll, how about like if we all watch yes. it together? Yeah. The Damned United's a football film. I know. We've talked about it before, but he's not seen it, right? Have you seen it? No. It's really good. Is it good? Will I like it? You will love it. Because will I? although it's about football, it's not. It's about a relationship between two men 
they kind of love each other and they fall out and it's really bad for them. And the film is a centre around that. It's Michael Sheen and Timothy Spall. Will, will Holly like it? Everybody will, will like it. Will we cry? It. Yeah, I think so. It, it's quite a moving film. It's like a classic British Bear kind in of mind Richard what Curtis-y I was like last movie. night. It's also a film about determination. Brian Clough, who it's about, was the most successful football manager in, in history and he did it out of wanting revenge in many ways. Um, oh. Yeah, and it's quite, in- it's really, really interesting. What did we watch last night that I can talk about next week? Man Called Otto. Oh, my God. Oh, it's flawed, right. didn't it? yeah. Okay, right, we've probably got to wrap up now. We've gone on too long. Have a fantastic Easter, everybody. You'll probably get this on Good Friday. So have a brilliant Easter weekend. Um, if you listen to this after Easter, hope you oh, had a nice Easter. And I know something else I'm going to talk about next week, oh, just to tempt you. It's not going to be next week. We're going to have two weeks off. Two weeks off. Two okay. weeks off. And um, we love you. Yeah, we love you. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.